Just a quick word of warning before we get going that the following podcast will almost certainly contain spoilers and may also contain strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Welcome to Minisode 21 of Strong Language and Violent Scenes, the podcast giving a second chance to films that might not deserve them. As ever, I'm Mitch Payne, I'm a horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things. And I'm Andy Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's it going, man? You right? I'm okay, man. How are you? Not bad at all. How's the week been? Busy? It's been okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some interesting developments afoot. Yes, yeah. certainly are. Yeah, um, tight lip from now. Got some news on the horizon, but can't say too much about that at the moment. Oh, uh, dangling that ooh. carrot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but in amongst a week of revelations, uh, you managed to fit an interview in. Yeah, I actually have. Yeah, uh, the first thing I, I kind of checked out was I went back to um, Severin Fiala and Veronica Franz's Goodnight Money. I love that film. Yeah, you like it? It's so good. Yeah, yeah. I uh, was lucky enough to have Remnant open for it at Celluloid Screams in two thousand and. 15. Nice. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, it's pretty dark. Yeah, I, but as much as I like it, I don't know if I could imagine sitting at home and being like, you know what I'm in the mood for right now? Like, revisiting Goodnight Mommy. What, like I did? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I can identify with it. No, it's a brilliant yeah. film. I, I dug it. out my German import Blu-ray. Cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, enjoyed it again. It seems way more obvious Okay. Uh, on second watch. Well, that's interesting. Or third watch, whatever it is. Yeah, well, that settles it. I'm not yeah. going to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great film, though. It is a really good film. And like I say, uh, super dark and not really one for casual viewing. There's some really horrible stuff in there, actually. And it's, like, and it, and it's it's not even that graphic, but there's a couple of things in there that I really reacted to for some reason. It's a super unsettling film. Yeah, very much so. I would definitely say unsettling more than graphic or definitely. disgusting, but uh, yeah, unsettling and disturbing for sure. Yeah, anything else? Yeah, I checked out uh, My Friend Dama. Oh, okay, cool. When did I see that? I saw Glasgow Film Festival this year. Right, okay. Did, what, you, did you like it? I thought it was alright, yeah. Um, What did you think more at the point? I liked it. Yeah? Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, I thought Ross Lynch, who plays Jeff in it, is absolutely brilliant. He is great. I see as well he's going to be playing Harvey Kinkle in Netflix's Sabrina. Okay. Yeah. I um, Just just as a, as a side note, I think that the teaser stuff for Sabrina looks class. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, I'm quite <laughs> into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, My Friend Dammer's an interesting one. I think that the fact that it focuses on his kind of like, I don't want to say formative years. Well, I but, mean, like, I think that when it, like, kind of his idol, like, not his kind of teenage years and stuff, and kind mm-hmm. of stops before it really gets into the kind of thing that you'd expect a film about Jeffrey Dahmer to cover. But yeah, and I really liked it. I thought Anne Hesh was great as his mum mm-hmm. as well. Um, oh, she is brilliant, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of coming back to me the more you're talking about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. she is great. It's basically the story of Jeffrey kind of coming to terms with questions about his own sexuality and uh, questions surrounding his uh, particular predilections and the things that he enjoys to do with his spare time. Uh-huh. And at the same time, just trying to fit in at school I think a lot of us can relate to that part mm-hmm. um, yeah 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 especially no it's an interesting portrayal for sure mm-hmm. no it's a good film but that's really that's really it okay I had a couple of things this week I did some I did some TV stuff actually right uh, I watched the uh, well, only the first episode but I watched the first episode of Maniac on uh, Netflix you know, I started I started watching it earlier, um, and I dozed off. No reflection on the quality of the show. I'm really wanting to. I really want to see that, so I'm going to get get back round to that. It's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. So for anyone who's not familiar, it's basically you've got Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. Yep. Both kind of down on their luck for whatever reasons. 
um, who kind of end up in this experimental trial for kind of alleviating unnecessary human pain physically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first episode of this is really interesting. Seeded it enough for me to want to stick with it. <laughs> Caught my attention a little more than The Purge did. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, I know I liked it a lot. Also, and we've spoken about, I would, I think, pretty sure that we've spoken about this show on the show before, but um, for anyone who doesn't know, season three of Inside Number Nine has been added to Netflix this week. Oh, has it? Yes. So a couple of really good episodes in there, but I went back to uh, The Devil of Christmas. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. I watched that yesterday morning, um, and that's I forgot how unbelievably unsettling the ending is in that. Yeah. I think Inside Number Nine is absolutely sensational. I absolutely I love it. I can't get enough of Inside Number Nine. Um, I, think it's, I think it's brilliant. I yeah. think it's for my money the best British TV comedy show. And it's not always that funny. It's uh, sometimes really <laughs> funny, but yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's really fucking unsettling. I also just want to say that it's, uh, in my opinion, the best currently running UK comedy show. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> probably fair. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, it's it's absolutely superb. And for anyone that's unfamiliar, it's uh, the work of... Steve Pemberton and Mr. Reese Shearsmith. Yeah. Probably oh. best known for their work in The League of Gentlemen. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I personally think this is better. This is more my thing. It's an anthology series. It's, well, it's self-contained 30-minute stories. Settings can be everything from the present day to like witch trials. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and uh, yeah, I, I I I just love it for the most part. I th- I think that even kind of like average inside number nine is better than most TV. Yeah, well, I was just about to say it's got a surprisingly strong um, hit to miss ratio. Definitely, aye, it's got a really say. strong hit rate. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, it's cracking, cracking stuff. But yeah, so the one that I got, I could have watched any number of them. But the one that I went for this week was The Devil of Christmas. Right. Okay. Um, which mm-hmm. I, I just love. Um, and I did once again. Made out to the cinema. Oh, look at you. Get you. Racking him up. Not uh, so much horror, but I think we can just about get away with talking uh, talking about here. I saw the Paul Feig film, A Simple Favour. Oh, right. Okay. Starring Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. Yes. Uh, so it's kind of like a mystery thriller kind of thing. Blake Lively kind of plays this marketing executive woman who her kid goes to the same school as Anna Kendrick's kid. Anna Kendrick plays this kind of very kind of hyper-involved mother who's got like a he's got like a video blog and all this kind of thing and basically they become friends for a couple of weeks and then uh blake levy's character goes missing all right uh, so it's got a little bit of kind of uh kind of a gone girl vibe to it in a in a way i think although and i mean i think that this film is pretty trashy and some of the things that some of the revelations in it are kind of dumb <laughs> but it right. is never not entertaining either Right. Okay. It's it's, a, it's an interesting one. I, I I think I thought it was okay. Um. I also think that even though, like I say, I think that some of the plot beats are kind of stupid. It's kind of forgivable when you're aware that you're watching something. It's I think it's kind of it's kind of trashy, but it's fun. It also probably stands up to closer examination better than Gone Girl did. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, Paul Feig stuff tends to be pretty funny, is it? It's yeah. It's, or played, uh, certainly played for laughs. It has whether, its, it, whether it's funny or not, it's certainly played for laughs. Yeah, um, and there's an element of that here. I think some of the, like there's some pretty sharp dialogue in there, but it's yeah, it's it's quite it's quite black-hearted though. Right. But no, it's interesting. Uh, I, I would say if yeah, it's 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 worth an hour and a half of your time. Okay. Okay. Worth so yeah, simple favor. Not bad. Not bad at all. Thanks for that. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, no, I believe that's all, with the exception of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at you there like, what the fuck's yeah. he talking about? Uh, okay. Mitch, was your way? 100. You're just doing that for fun now because they've sent you music for it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I keep, do you know, like, earlier on I was doing some uh, kind of housekeeping for the podcast and doing some bits and bobs. And uh, 
I said to myself, do you know what? I must get that theme tune ready. And I've done nothing. So, uh, yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you're, you, you've become kind of a, a bit of a seasoned pro with the theme songs now. Oh, no, so. it's, it's just coming naturally now. It's, it's in good hands, you know. <laughs> um, so I managed another one. Oh, right, from okay. The yep. Chiseling and chipping away slowly. Yeah, yep. I think this takes a total to 15. I did a wee count before I left the house. And uh, it was 1992, the same Bram Stoker's Dracula. Hey! hey! Uh, Francis Ford Coppola film. I did not get on with this at all really yeah that's, um, that's very interesting i found it to just be uh, monumentally hard work i could talk about this film all day but i would like to you know where your problems lie i um, think i probably know where uh at least where some of your problems lie i i must admit right and i think that and this is no this is and this in particular isn't a slight on this specific film yeah basically see things like this that are this lavish and this bombastic mm-hmm. generally aren't really my speed Okay. So I, that probably, it's kind of tonally and just the whole kind of feel of it is not really the kind of thing that I would seek out ordinarily. Right. Yes, but my main problems with it, I think that like there's just, there's a, there's a kind of ridiculousness that hangs over it that I can't get on board with. It's not a train I can commit to getting on. Okay, um, right. And like, okay. but my, my, my main problems lie with Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves in this. Keanu Reeves. Most notably uh, Keanu Reeves. Is diabolical in this. Yeah, uh, he uh, bloody wolves chasing me some blue to do some blue inferno. Inferno, yeah, uh, yeah, he's terrible. It's um, yeah, he's um, terrible, pretty much start to finish. Um, I've got a vague recollection of a point where Dracula asks him to uh, to write some letters, wants him to hang about for a while. Yes, do you wish me to stay this long? Yeah, and it's just, oh shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, and I. This is something actually, and again, this is something that bothers me more than I think it bothers some other people. But bad accents, I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, okay. I can't just work around that. Mm-hmm. This a, film a has the them in spades. Yes, and I think like, but genuinely because, and I, I understand that this is a well liked film. That's why it's on this list. But um, yeah, there's just there's some elements in there that are just deal breakers for me generally. <laughs> okay, okay. And uh, yeah, and it's things like that. It's the ropey accent, like the ropey accents are the big one, right? I think. Okay. But also, yeah, I think that there's just like a certain kind of brashness to it that I generally find quite off-putting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I'm, let me just say, I'm, I've got to say, you're kind of um, secondary actors in it. Pretty strong. Yeah. Pretty yeah. strong across the board. That's there. fair. And you've got like. Guys like uh, Rufus Sewell, you've got uh, Tom Waits. Yeah, Tom there. Waits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I caught that. Uh, Carrie Elwes is in yeah. there as well. Yeah, he sure is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got a bunch of, I think there's a bunch of people in there doing some pretty good work. I know. I, 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 uh, like, Gary Oldman kills it throughout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and and again, he's kind of, he, uh, he's totally just embracing the madness. In there, um, <laughs> think, yeah, which is what you're, you're supposed to do and what I can't do with Dracula. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, but in fairness, actually, the Shockwaves 100 thing has had a pretty high success rate. I think of the 15 that I have watched, there's only two that I would say I've just kind of I just have to just hold my hands up and just kind of be like, this isn't my thing at all. That 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 would be this and Abbott and Costello. Yes, that's right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So Basket Case placed a little bit higher than. Oh them. yeah, yeah. Basket Case. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's fair actually. <laughs> I would say that they would probably be the bottom three. Right. But okay. I would say the Basket Case would definitely be third from bottom. Right. Okay. okay. This is probably the one that I like the least so Ooh. far. I would say. But, that's pretty powerful. Powerful words. But le- but like learning a lot. Watching mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that I really like and watching things that I wouldn't ordinarily kind of seek out. The next thing alphabetically, because I've, ju- I've jumped around a little bit again, because the next one should have been the Beyond. 
we haven't watched that yet, but you wanted okay. to watch it with me. Yeah. So um, I've left that, and then Black Sabbath is coming up as right, well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, loads of loads of really good stuff. The Blob is soon. Oh, good. As well. So I'm um, all first watches as it's well. It's a Blob remake. Yes, right? yeah. the 1988 yeah. version. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all that kind of thing coming up. So like, um, really looking forward to getting stuck into those. Sweet. Yeah, although weirdly, like I think I said this at the time, but I've actually seen Black Sabbath. Brag, unbelievable. Yeah, remarkable. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, but that, so again, just the one. But uh, yeah, ticking along, getting there. Eighty-five Jesus to go. Christ. Eighty-five to go. Yeah. See so when you say it like that, it's like fucking hell. We're nowhere near. But yeah, that was that for this week. What's next? Really. Dun, 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 dun. What have they been saying? It's that time again. It's a feedback and um, a decent amount again this week. Thanks to everybody that's been getting in touch. Yes, um, absolutely. Always love it, love it. Uh, so a couple of general things. I actually have a couple of things about memoirs of an invisible man. All right, okay. Uh, so Jumping way, way back, back episode eleven or twelve. Um, so just um, a quick shout out to uh, the blog Saltired Popcorn. Right. They posted something up on Twitter this week. They've done a review of it. But I said prime time on the blog this week is the movie review from Memoirs of an Invisible Man, and they came across it because of this show. <laughs> right. Uh, they didn't like. I read the article. They didn't much care for the film, but they kind of uh, kind of sought it out because they heard us talking about it. So I had that. Also, readers of the podcast got in touch. I may now be weeks and weeks behind on my strong violent PC listening, but at least it allowed me to see Memoirs of an Invisible Man at last before <laughs> listening to the episode. Another fun listen. Yeah. So we had Laura get in touch on Twitter at buying an LV, just saying, uh, I'm watching Night Train to Terror with bits of the podcast as it makes absolutely no sense. I'm presuming Laura there means uh, the film makes no sense and not our ramblings. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, she goes on to say, I think I like it though. <laughs> Oh, do you think so, guys? <laughs> yeah, good. Yep, yep. The, the original films don't seem to fit the 80s horror mold very well. Strange all round. Whatever else there is to say about that film, it is definitely strange. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yep, I would agree with that. No men- no mention of the song, though. No. Yeah, which, no. Uh, which I mean, I've let, that's my main takeaway from that, because that fucker has been stuck in my head since then. So, jumping forward to last week's episode then, Pumpkinhead, uh-huh. uh, we had Dave Cooper at Deluxe underscore Man. Love that name. <laughs> I love that name, uh, yeah. Yep. Saying, uh, he loved the latest episode. We'll be picking up Pumpkinhead once I find it cheap. It sounds hilarious. It's brilliant, man. It's so, so good. Yeah, it's really <laughs> like, good. It's really fucking good. Yeah, I had Darren Gaskell get in touch as well on Twitter saying, uh-huh. I vaguely remember seeing it as Vengeance the Demon when it was released over here. Bit too on the nose as far as retitling it goes, if you ask me. I much prefer Pumpkinhead. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that, yeah. Yeah, also John Dickinson at Marvel Guy on Twitter just saying, Oh, I haven't seen Pumpkinhead. Thanks for the homework, Strong Violent PC. All right, well, go seek it out, get it watched. Yeah, and, uh, so yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah. So we had Mark Logan get in touch on Facebook just saying, uh, without doubt, the best reference to flat pack furniture in a horror movie podcast this year. <laughs> Mitch, you cunning linguist, you. Way. I don't know if he's uh, been reading things on toilet walls. Um, <laughs> well, presumably it would be on female toilet walls. Yeah, uh, let us know how you found out that tasty tidbit. <laughs> Moving swiftly on, uh, Faye Ellis got in touch, just a general comment on the minisode. Right. Uh, saying, great episode, by the way. Thank you. I was listening as I rode home, and a biker in front of me was startled because I was laughing so loud at Mitch's pitches. Right, okay. Well, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Want to see a man fumbling blindly in the dark? <laughs> uh, <then laughs> Coming soon, I guess. Yeah, 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 very much so, because uh, I don't really have much else this week on, uh, on feedback. Yeah, I'm pretty Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty. much done as well, I believe. Yeah, Cleaned out? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what that means, then. Here we go. <laughs> It sure is. Okay. Oh, yeah. Are you ready? It's that time again. Yes, send it to me. So, Andy, send me an image. We will, of course, post this on Twitter, Facebook, the point? Instagram, all that stuff. Are you excited? Of course I'm excited. I'm always excited. Are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm always excited about Mitch's pitches. Right, well, 
this one that's a doozy okay Moose's Pitches is a feature on the show designed to exploit my ignorance for your entertainment. Andy will send me an image, a photoshopped image, of a poster from a horror movie from years gone by. He will remove the title, the taglines, and all identifying text and leave only the image. We'll post the image to our social media channel so you can play along at home. Uh, I will describe the image to the best of my ability, offer a synopsis for what I believe the film is about, and if possible, give it a title. (laughs) Right, okay. So the image should be with you now. Okay, let's see. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's a busy one. Uh, There's a lot going on. Yeah, there is quite a lot to unpack here. And if you zoom in on it, um, you'll you'll see a lot of detail that that perhaps you might not not notice at first glance. Holy shit, there is so much stuff here. Okay, let's take a look. Right, so this poster, I would say, is clearly divided into two halves, top half and bottom half. Agreed. The bottom half is what appears to be like a kind of mashup of various, like, just young people having a good time. Right, right. So Go you've, on. you've got some, uh, some kind of some guys in uh, swimwear. <laughs> yeah, um, yep, yep. Some some women in bikinis. Yeah, speedos, bikinis. Got this kind of like shot that's obviously from the beach, looking out to sea. People running into the water, that kind of thing. Also, um, we have uh, some more bikini-clad women uh, waving their arms from the passenger seats of an open-top vehicle. <laughs> Um, I think that might be uh, classed as a dune buggy. Uh, yes, it appears that... Well, yeah, okay, let's go with the dune buggy. Yeah, now I'm zooming in, I can kind of see that. Um, we also have, let's see... Um, there is a what a, a gentleman playing an acoustic guitar and... Presumably oh, stepping on the toes of the band who are playing live behind them. Yeah, there's a band <laughs> as well. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a band who seem to be in mid-performance as well. So that's the bottom half. That's only the bottom half. Um, and, uh, in the top half, we've got, uh, a guy, it's, it's, well, he's a biker. Yeah, right, and, okay, uh, I would say that's fair. So he's got, um, a, like, a, a black uh, jacket on, and, uh, two black leather gloves, um, and he is holding in front of him, kind of, like, piano wire? You know, something that you could use to strangle people if you wanted. So some kind of garrote. Yeah, thank right, you, but okay. a garrote is the word I was looking for, thank you. So he's got a helmet on, so you can't really see his face, so you can see kind of maybe the top left quadrant of his face. Um, and also, and from the reflection in his like visor of his helmet, you can also see the face of a screaming woman at a jaunty angle. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, this, is, this is a tricky one. There's quite a lot going on here. Right, I'm just going to need a sec. I'm, right, al- okay. I'm almost there, I think. Right, okay. Someone's no, no, coming no. to me. That's but... fine. That's coming to you again. Yeah. Uh, so just uh, while Mitch thinks, just a little recap for anyone who missed last week's Minisode. The film in question was Hell Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Mitch, uh, in his infinite ignorance, <laughs> um, deemed that it might in fact be... What year did you say? 1989? 1989, yeah. 1989. Family's gone wrong. Horror, chiller, thriller. I've no idea where it falls in the in, in terms of uh, in, in terms of subgenre. It does defy classification. <laughs> okay, but it's uh, he is suspected it was a visit to Aunt Death. <laughs> uh, it's particularly high in the nonsense scale. That one. Yep, yep, yep. Right. So I'm not going to call this Death Biker. Death, but right. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Or Death Beach. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to call either of those things. Although I do kind of wish I called it Death Beach now. Right. Um, well. Okay. But I'm yeah. not going to do that. So um, the logline for this one, I'm going to say. Let's see. The trip of a lifetime turns sour when a group of hedonistic teenagers are terrorized by a murderous biker. 
Okie dokie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, okay. And then, do you have a, a title at all? I certainly do. This <laughs> is uh... honestly a, a free song of excitement just ran all the way from my scrotum <laughs> up my spine and into my hair and into my scalp. <laughs> a free song of excitement. Fantastic. Um, yeah. This is the 1986 action thriller "Sunny with a Chance of Death." <laughs> Fuck off! You can't help yourself. Sunny with a chance of death. Yeah. Right, okay. 100%. Uh, right, and you, you think you're right there? You think you've hit the nail on the head? I mean, what else could it be? Well, um, what I can tell you is that you actually weren't a million miles away. Okay. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll give you the uh, synopsis first. Right. A biker gang leader called Diablo okay. is executed. Right. Um, a year later, on spring break, a mysterious biker starts killing people. That was, that was actually pretty good. I'm quite yeah, I'm pretty pleased yeah. with that. And okay. the film... Uh-huh. As Umberto Lenzi's 1989 slasher film, Nightmare Beach. I fucking should have said Death Beach. <laughs> yeah, you were pretty close. I was like, fucking hell, he's nearly got this one. He's nearly had it this, the is head. All, this is like there's something in the cellar. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Nightmare Beach is great, by Na- the way, if you get a chance to see it. Uh, 88 Films, I believe, are putting it out uh, in the middle of October. Okay. Sometime like that on Blu-ray. Cool. So you can snap it up from those guys. Sweet. Okay, um, um, but yeah, there you go. That was uh, my best guess, was uh, Sonny with a Chance of Death. Sonny my- with a Chance of Death. Uh, yeah, there you go. So that was Mitch's Pitches again. Yes. Yeah. yeah that concludes Mitch's Pitches for another week. <laughs> um, so next up, podcast recommendation. What you got? It's your turn. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's go this week for Case File. Okay. Uh, real life crime podcast. People love those. Yeah, they do. Uh, and this one's pretty good. Uh, and it's narrated by uh, a nameless Australian character oh. uh, who reads in a very gravelly Australian accent. Strong. And then they found the bodies three weeks later. It's really, it's really it's really like that uh, Excellent. Uh, and it's really good pretty grim as you would expect being a real crime podcast yeah not known um, for the sunny disposition those no 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 but uh, yeah check it out cool uh, yeah, yeah no, we'll case do. file yeah case file okay I've got a cracker for next week by the way I've just uh, one occurred to me that I've been meaning to talk about for ages so oh, right, okay. next week so it's all good I'm, I'm set to go cool but in the meantime yeah case file I'll get on that sounds like my thing so, any other business? Um, yeah, Sheridan Knott, long-time listener, occasional messenger. Yeah, good man. Uh, got in touch with us to draw our attention to an event that's happening next weekend, the 29th and 30th of September. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Fractured Visions Film Festival, which is taking place at the Tramshed Cinema in Cardiff. Cool. Both days there, a bunch of films that some people might have seen some of them at Fright Fest or other festivals. Um, yeah, it's kicking off on September the 29th uh, at 11am with Boar, which played at Fright Fest this year. Yeah, it went down pretty well, as I recall. Yep, and closing out, Puppet Master the Littlest Reich. Oh, yeah, yeah. see that, yeah. And also, I'm, uh, he's out there, which also played Fright Fest this year. All right. <laughs> and um, Friendly Beast, which was ringing a bell somewhere. I saw that Fright Fest Glasgow this year as well. So, okay, okay. yeah, so uh, some things that have been kind of uh, doing the rounds on the festival circuit and turning some heads. Um, so, yeah, Fractured Visions Film Festival. That is uh, Tramshed Cinema in Cardiff uh, this coming weekend, 29th and 30th. Yeah, and if you want to get any further information on that, you can jump on www.fracviz.co.uk. That's F R A C V I S. .co.uk yeah yeah thanks for getting in touch about that Sheridan appreciate it yeah yeah love talking about this kind of thing yeah sure and, I, and obviously if anybody else has got anything that they want a wee shout out about let us know so I guess we're just about there all that's left to do is do the uh, round of announcements for this week's episode so we have a big October coming up we do we're uh, completely booked out for October yeah uh, and, unbelievably yep. and moments before we recorded this we had another dropout which was <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which is pretty unfortunate. Um, so we're soldiering on guest list this week. It'll be an Andy versus Mitch episode this week, as we do gamely every every 
revenue so often. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't mind doing them. I don't look kind of fun. No, this is this is what happens when you commit to this many episodes a week. That is true, actually. <laughs> yeah, this is what happens if you commit to a nonsense release schedule. So, um, <laughs> occupational hazard. But yeah, um, no guests this week. And uh, seeing as I did Saw 6 last time, it's your turn. <laughs> yeah, it is indeed. So, what you got? So, we're going back to 1982 here. Okay. It's an absolute classic, in my opinion. Right. Uh, and obviously, my opinion doesn't mean much when I say that it's a classic. You're like, oh, this could be any old pile of shit. Well, let's uh, see. Yeah, it's uh, Juan Piquet Simon's Pieces. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Pieces. Oh, you've seen Pieces? Yeah, I oh, actually... I, I, there we go. I actually own it. Fucking hell! Yeah, um, brilliant. Okay, that is going to be fun because there is a lot to unpack in pieces. I would say there's a hell of a lot to unpack <laughs> in pieces. That's a great show. I'm buzzing to do this. Yeah. Okay, so it's a head-to-head episode this week where Andy makes a case in defence of pieces. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> what a great show. Um, so that will, of course, be uh, this Friday, 8 a.m. BST. Join us then if you can. Loads of ways to get in touch. In the meantime, Facebook and Instagram, Strong Language Violent Scenes. Mm-hmm. You can tweet us at Strong Violent PC and email stronglanguagevioluntscenes at gmail.com. So as you know, there's loads of places that you can listen. You can get us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or hosting home at Podbean. Uh, you can also get us on iTunes. And as we always say, if you are listening to us on iTunes, please subscribe rate, review, whatever you have to do. Yeah. Um, but you can also now get us on Acast. If you have the Acast app, we're available on there. Yeah, that's a new one. Yep, absolutely. Um, and yeah, like we say, um, October's looking absolutely heaving just now. And I know we touched on this and teased it at the start, but we do have something pretty cool to announce in the coming days, weeks, whenever. Just keep your eyes peeled yeah, some, for uh, that. some pretty interesting stuff. I, for one, am incredibly excited about this. Same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I can feel that free son of excitement, Mitch, that tickled you so earlier. There we go. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> creeping its way back up my spine. Yeah, but we'll say no more for now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, watch this space. Some exciting stuff on the horizon. I can't hold my water. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we are back on Friday. Join us then if you can. In the meantime, don't forget, it is better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chuds. Good night. Good night. You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean.